Kiss Me Becca and her Taylor. <laughs> and this is Ghost Emoji. We're back. We're back. We're back, baby. Oh, it's been a minute. We're extremely well rested. We're going to be so full oh of energy. God, no. <laughs> Jesus. I've been sick for what feels like an eternity. Feels like I was born sick and I'm going to die sick because there's never been anything else. There's never been a, a moment of health in your life. No, I've just been deathly ill the whole time. Oh, well, you're you're being a trooper. You got your roids, got your medicine, got your fluids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm proud of I'm you. I'm on the last roid, the last one. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Crambus. Good, good New Year. Yeah, no, it's mm. a it's a new year. It's not necessarily a new ghost emoji. It's kind of the Mm-mm. the same thing. I got a I got an isolation shield for my mic for for Christmas. So what does that do? It's like a giant weird foam pad that actually goes behind my microphone. So I'm hoping it will help filter out some of like the AC noises and the fact that I'm like in a small cave that you think that recording in like your own little office would be nice, but if it's not an actual like prepped room, it doesn't sound that much better. Mm-mm. It's just a lot of editing. Yeah, no. But so yeah, it just looks like I have a giant like sun shield like you would use to tan yourself, but it's all foam. It's just bouncing sound waves back onto my face. It's going to revitalize me. That's fair. Or at least make my editing easier. (laughs) I can't wait to move and have my, like, an actual station set up where I can record. A dungeon. Yeah. The sound dungeon. Becca's sound dungeon. We'll get you like a little, like a welcome home sign, but it'll just say sound dungeon. Established 2018. Live, laugh, love. (laughs) Perfect. Anyways, today, we're talking about the Mandela effect today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Which is something that I feel very passionately about. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, but I don't really have that many... I haven't experienced it that many times, so I uh, I think it's it's. A, I'll I'll talk about how I feel about it as we get in, but I do think it's a really interesting like collective thing that a lot of people experience. But uh, it's relatively new. I didn't realize that like the whole like the term Mandela effect and just like the general phenomena wasn't really like coined until what like 2010 it's only eight years old started at dragon con so you know it's got to be good Mm -hmm. apparently that was the first Mm. time that like a group of people like started discussing it and i guess it was i'm guessing the first fact was about nelson mandela which is why it's called the mandela effect it's a catchy name what's the mandela effect um I don't know. I wish I could have found like a better, like full on, not explanation, but like a dictionary definition of it. But basically, like, I would call it like a misremembered fact, but usually it's used to describe when like there's a great number of, of people that remember an event or something like that differently than it's actually been recorded, like in our current timescape. 
like the Nelson Mandela thing where history as I understand it is that he died in like early December 2013, but there's a ton of people that remember him dying in the 90s in prison and, you know, I guess didn't really think about it until he made the news when he died in 2013 and they're like, well, that's, he's already dead. What are you talking about? And so that was the one that I guess that started the whole thing was the Nelson Mandela dying, which is why they call it the Mandela effect. But, but yeah, so it's it's stuff like that. Some of them are kind of more like media things, like people remember things being spelled different or logos being different. Um, a lot of people remember, like, the Monopoly guy, Uncle Pennybags. Everyone swears he has a monocle, but he doesn't have a monocle. <laughs> so, stuff like that just seems kind of small scale compared to, I remember Nelson Mandela dying, like, 20, 30 years before he did. <laughs> yeah. Versus, I think that there's a, a hyphen in Kit Kat when there actually isn't. Do you have any experiences like this? Like, do you remember the Berenstein Bears being the E or the A? Do you remember hearing about Mandela dying? No, I remember... Like, um, in the 90s? No, no. I The only thing I have out of this list is the Berenstein Bears versus the Berenstain Bears. Weird. And I guess some of, like, the ones that are listed that are, like, media stuff, like, you know, Hello Clarice and, and all that stuff... Like, I, that's stuff that I never really noticed before, but I feel like it's pretty weak evidence for the Mandela effect. Yeah, I I feel like those are just, like, people mishear things and, you know, say them over and over all the time, so mm -hmm. I feel like that's not that big of a deal. But I definitely experienced, I thought Nelson Mandela was dead. I thought he died in prison in the 90s, mm -hmm. or the, where, whenever he was in prison, was that the... 70s and 80s mm -hmm. either way i thought he was already dead and um <clears throat> finding out that he was still alive was like bizarre and made me question a lot of things because i was just like did i was i just really stupid and young and didn't pay attention but i felt like i read about it in history books and stuff and then um berenstein bears like we had a ton of berenstein bears um books and when I remember reading the AIN, I was like, that's not right. I was like, it's definitely an EIN. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. I, I don't have the experience of the some of the other ones, but those two I did. But I remember reading about Nelson Mandela dying in prison in history books, like in high school. So I don't know if I just fever dreamed that or if somehow I slid between dimensions. I'm not sure. Well, in your, in your dimension we'll that know. you slid from, like, how did they take care of, like, apartheid and stuff if Nelson Mandela died? Who did it? Who, who came in and... I don't know. I don't remember that. I just remember he died. That's literally it. <laughs> it's weird coming from the other side. I don't remember any of the other stuff. Where I'm just like... Well, you just remembered it wrong, or you're thinking of someone else who died in prison sort of thinks. I'm like, he he was alive until he wasn't, and he wasn't alive in 2013. But 
this, I mean, the sheer number of people that remember it the other way, like they talk about, you know, watching his funeral on TV. I saw one thing where there was like some kind of shakeup about like his widow and the like rights to his book and all that stuff. And I'm just like, where are y'all getting this? He, he wasn't dead yet. Who are you thinking of? But they all swear that it's from him dying. Do you remember seeing the funeral or do you remember reading it on or in books? I just remember reading it and like talking about it in um, like world geography and world like that sort of shit. World history AP. Or not geography, world history. Sorry. But I mean, I, I'm either remembering it completely wrong, which is totally possible, or I slid from another dimension. Either way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the only one I, I have out of the list of like little examples that we found was the Berenstain Bears versus the Berenstain Bears, which of course is the popular like children's book about the family of bears. And um, again, I think that one Mama, I read Papa, most people. Sister and me <laughs> having fun in a split level tree. <laughs> I, did it have a show? It's E I N and not yeah. Oh, I remember the books, but I don't remember they a, had show. a show. Is that the Mandela effect? A show. I don't remember it might a show. Be. <laughs> no, I probably just didn't watch it. But but yeah, but when the I guess it was written by a couple, and when Jan Berenstain died, a lot of people were like, "Why did they misspell her last name? Like it's Berenstain." E-I-N. And then people would go back and, like, look at their books, and it says Berenstain, and people just just flipped out because they were like, no, I, I mean, remember I lost it. my shit. I mean, do you think part of it was also, like, the way it's, like, in cursive and stuff on the, on the front, the way it's all loopy? I mean, it might have just looked like it, and I feel like saying Berenstain is a lot easier than Berenstain, so if you're just kind of reading over it. Well, I saw on the internet there were also, like, old VHS tapes and old books and things that did have, like, they were suggesting maybe that there were, like, third-party stickers that weren't by the publishing house that misspelled it as an Mm E-I-N and had put it on, like, the side. Because it would be correctly spelled on the front, but then on, like, the side. You know how sometimes on VHS they would have a side thing so you could identify it? Um. It would have the E-I-N. And they were saying, like, maybe that's not a sticker that was made by the publishing house or the production company. It was just, like, something stuck on there, like, in the sales or whatever. And they misspelled it because they just glanced over it. And, the like you said, loopy A looked like an E. Mm-hmm. Or they were just like, oh, well, they pronounce it Berenstein, so it's obviously an E-I-N. <clears throat> but, I don't know. That's, so, I mean... It could be a combination of just misremembering it, um, production errors, or third-party stickers, things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then there was a handful of other ones. I pulled these from a bunch of different lists, and some seem more serious than others, but at the same time, people, like, really believe one thing or the other, and... And it just doesn't exist. Um, one of them is Henry VIII. People swear that he had, like, a professional portrait done where he's, like, eating a turkey leg. But there is no such thing. And turkeys, as we understand them in America Town, um, weren't native to England. So 
if he had been eating like an English turkey leg, which would have been like turkey fowl, it just would have been like a little leg. But I feel like I have like images in my brain of Henry VIII being portrayed as like a big guy eating a turkey leg, but I don't remember seeing a painting. But I do feel like, I don't know if it was Henry VIII specifically or if that's just kind of a stereotype for like greedy king. He's eating a turkey leg. I don't know if maybe they're thinking of, like, um, for some reason, when we started talking about it, I thought of uh, that Disney animated movie, Sword in the Stone, and it made me think of um, Wart's, not, is it his dad or his stepdad or his... I thought it was, like, his his uncle and his cousin or something. I haven't seen it in a while, but... I remember they were eating big, huge, like, leg of something or another, and Mm -hmm. so I don't know if it's just maybe people compositing not necessarily like portraits but media and things like that like you were saying and and being like no i definitely saw that and it's like well you might have seen you know an artist doing a a version of like in that style of something like that you know i know we've got turkey legs at renfest so tell me where did those come from (laughs) that's (laughs) everything at renfest is completely accurate including portrayals the, of the time the fairies, period. The chainmail bikinis. The furries, yeah, the chainmail the bikinis. Furries, mm. The fairies, the weird anime raving. Man. That's fine. It's all it's all how it was back then. Man, I love Renfest. I haven't been in a minute. I haven't either, but I just have very fond memories of it. I want to go back and I want to rave. I want to rave inside of a tent with a bunch of winches. No. <laughs> no. 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 No, no. No, we don't. So this one I hadn't Oof. heard of before, but was really weird to me. Apparently some people have really intense memories of chartreuse being a like reddish purple color, like almost a magenta. But it's green. It's definitely green. It's like a bright kind of kind of ugly green yeah so say it's not very pretty it's kind of like a yellowy green in my mind i mean sure yeah. there's probably maybe like variations on it but yeah there's a lot of people in forums that were like no when i was little i had a crayon that said chartreuse and it was like a scarlet red color and i'm like no boo boo you didn't or maybe you did in like your parallel universe or whatever but chartreuse is green in my house son well i mean they may have also all happened to get whatever like misprint on a box of crayola crayons you know what i mean like that shit happens yeah i remember having some pink uh i had a pink crayon that said brown or something Mm -hmm. and it's it was still pink but it said brown so i you know that shit happens i guess i just feel like they would have had i mean i guess chartreuse isn't like a word that you just see everywhere so maybe that's why they're tying it with that the next one I've got is a little more serious, and this one I guess I I kind of get because I've never seen the full video, so I'm sure that maybe this is just people's brains like auto completing it. But the footage from Tiananmen Square and the man who's standing like in front of the tank, a lot of people remember him getting run over and killed, but he didn't. But a lot of people have very graphic memories of of him getting squashed and i'm like i think a lot of times like i see 
clips of that video in, in like history documentaries and stuff like that, but they usually will like cut away. So I don't know if people just in their mind were like, oh, well, he got run over. They just can't show it. Nah, it's <laughs> just because that was pretty much all the footage they wanted to show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay, so I have experienced this one. This next one, Sinbad the Genie. Mm-hmm. I, when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that movie. And then they were like, it didn't exist. And I was like, what the fuck? I definitely remember that movie. Uh, so, so, did you ever uh, see Shazam starring Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, I- and I didn't like it, but I liked the Sinbad one. I... I don't know where where you where you seen it because it's not real. Well, it's because I'm not from this dimension, Taylor. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not from this universe. But we're from the same Berenstein. What are you opening? <laughs> what are Candy. you eating? Candy. <laughs> oh, enjoy your candy. Candy. Oh God. Candy. This one I saw, and there were a couple people that were saying that I guess he was in like a. Uh, a sketch bit on all that with um do you remember Keenan Thompson's character had a or Keenan Thompson had a character uh called Ishbu and at one point Sinbad appeared on it as his dad and he was wearing the same kind of like stereotypical Middle Eastern garb kind of thing so people were like maybe people saw that and I don't know how they would imagine it into a full-length feature film but they were like, it could have just been kind of mashed in there, and they see it, they see it, and think of Sinbad, the genie movie. And the movie they said was called Kazam, which, considering there's one called Shazam, it's just got to be a mismemory. Mm-mm. <laughs> Becca, why would they make two? They sound so alike. They uh... no, but wait, okay. So as a kid, I remember being like, why would they name? this movie the same thing as Shazam or maybe it was Kazam already exists why would they make Shazam do you remember anything about the movie like what happened in it Mm, nope (laughs) but I don't really remember anything that happened in Shazam either Uh, I do it wasn't very good he came out of like a boombox and the kid like wanted to get in touch with his dad and something with like drug dealers or bad dudes And the genie guy was, like, finally getting to have, like, a rap career and kind of, like, live as a person. And he had to give it all up to go save the kid because he was in trouble. God damn it, kid. (laughs) Why'd you have to screw it up? He's been a genie forever and he's finally getting to live his life. And here you are. Messing around. Fucking shit up. (laughs) Let's see. Um, This next one I found an explanation for. And I I was like, this is a week. This is weak. But a lot of people... Got out of sorts because uh, the Queen song, We Are the Champions, they were like, everyone I know remembers that the final part of the lyrics is, we are the champions of the world. But they were like, that's not how the song goes. It's not in there. But then if you look it up, it's just, there were like two different versions. The one that was released on the album News of the World in 1977 has We Are the Champions, and then it just fades out. But then on Queen's Greatest Hits, which came out in 1981, they added Of the World at the end. And I think that's the one that they would play on the radio and stuff when we were growing up. So. Yep. That one. Weak sauce. Get it out of here. The next one was just 
these were kind of just like media ones that people remember incorrectly and they attribute it to Nelson Mandela, whereas I just think it's something that people misremember and then it gets repeated over and over again. Although it is strange that they're so big, like how many people messed it up that it becomes commonplace. But um, of course in Star Wars, uh, The Empire Strikes Back or whatever, it's not Luke, I am your father. He just says, no, I am your father. But everyone, when they're talking about that scene, well, not everyone, but I feel like it's often said as Luke, I am your father. Yeah, he's like, did Obi-Wan ever tell you what happened to your father? And he's like, you told me you killed my father. And he's like, no, I am your father. No, it's not true. So, I mean, no, (laughs) no. That face. Yeah, I can see it in my in my head. Me too. <laughs> it's very intense. It's visceral. Um, this Experience part, it. I didn't remember, but again, I mean, I haven't I haven't watched the the old ones like religiously. But C three PO, everyone remembers him as being, I guess, fully gold, but he has a silver leg. I remember watching the movies um, recently, or not recently, like maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, oh, I forgot he has a silver leg. Like, I never noticed. But, I mean, I also didn't really look at his legs ever. So. Yeah. Well, they said a lot of the toys and stuff like that kind of ignored it, too. So, I think a lot of people growing up, if they had toys of him, his legs, like, he was just a fully gold dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see why that would be confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannibal Lecter never says, hello, Clarice. He just says, good morning, when Clarice Starling walks up. But apparently, I mean, these were all ones where when people said, I was like, yeah, I have heard that. But when the movie actually, like when I'm watching it, I didn't really pay that much attention. But I guess he never says hello. You know, buddies. it wouldn't surprise me if it was in like a um, a trailer or something for the movie. Because you know how sometimes in trailers they'll have like sound bites or scenes that end up getting cut yeah and play them. like in so spice world that's, they had a commercial you know. where they're all in the bathroom and they ask uh i think scary asks if her short her dress is short enough and they all say no and she like hikes it up or something and then that's not mm-hmm. in the movie yeah so it wouldn't surprise me if there's something to that effect you know mm-hmm. or like if that was a tagline when it came out mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me at all maybe he says it in the book he might. But I don't know. Uh, I remembered one that Marcus had that he talks about all the time that I don't think it's a widely shared one, but he has a really intense memory of there being a Popeye's commercial with um, Jason Alexander. So he's got a very intense memory of him like jumping through like a like a paper sheet sort of thing and yelling, love that chicken at Popeye's. <laughs> and i'm like he's looked and like he's looked all over youtube he's asked other people if they ever like remember it and he just has really intense memories of like this you know string of commercials with jason alexander as the spokesperson for popeyes saying love that chicken at popeyes and he can't find anything and i'm like you just made it up that one, it seems so specific. If anyone's ever seen that commercial or has a memory of seeing it and can't find it, you're not alone. I know a boy. <laughs> but 
Do you have anything like that where it's like not a, like a well-known one, but just something that you remember happening that everyone else says never happened? The only thing that I had, which, you know, turned out to be a thing that was real, was the Hug-A-Bunch. That was the only, I thought like I had either made it up or imagined it or like hallucinated it or it was only something that I experienced and then when I saw that fucking doll in the mini mall a million years ago I was like it's real rest in peace mini mall yeah R.I.P. it got burnt down over Christmas it was this great little antique place in the square in Denton used to go there all the time in college and now it done burned down why why i hate it <sighs> why why does lord santos taketh and he don't giveth back he does not giveth back <laughs> only he taketh take becca's health you take our <laughs> mini mall you leave us nothing <laughs> nothing uh, he's gonna strike me down probably oh god you're gonna catch whatever it is i have no no i'll catch something worse Probably. Oh, I don't know. Don't put that that bad that bad stuff on me. You don't want that. No, I'm gonna go chug some emergency after this when I finally eat my din din. I'm gonna din-din. I'm gonna sprinkle some emergency on my chicken. Ew. Mmm, <laughs> love that citrusy vitamin C flavor. Sick. <laughs> Makes me want to gag. Adds a little um, a little crunch. A really unsatisfying yuck. crunch. Yuck. <laughs> the only thing I like to put emergency in is either red, Gatorade, or Sprite. Oh. I have putting it in, like, kind of, like, a plain seltzer for me. It, like, adds a little bit of carbonation, and since seltzer already, like, doesn't have a ton of flavor, like, it's kind of a base, mm-hmm. you know, that I just put it in water, and I just chug a lug. <sighs> I can't drink it in water. It makes me want to gag. We've got the Tropical flavor. Have you ever tried the Tropical? It's pink. I've got raspberry. I haven't tried the raspberry yet, but I was going to drink some tonight. Mm. Well, Tropical's, uh, it's not super good. It's just about as good <laughs> as the rest of them, which they're all bad. But, yeah, you know, like shit. maybe they help. Maybe not. Makes me feel better. Which, we are in Texas where there's like a super... Like flu outbreak, which I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe not an outbreak of super flu, but it is a super big outbreak of maybe regular flu. And our flu vaccine this year was shit. So everyone around us is dropping like flies, and we're all scared. I hate it. <laughs> <clears throat> so moving on to possible causes for why these things are happening or why people think they're happening. Number one, Parallel universe. Uh, I wrote down some stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, that one's, it's so big. Everyone's like, it's, you know, it's the alternate universe. And I'm like, dude, parallel universe is like, it's, that's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that's a big, big thing to unpack. I mean, the idea of a multiverse, which, I mean, I, I believe in all of that. Mm -hmm. Because it's the idea of like, you know, there's a universe for every decision you've ever made and every micro decision you've ever made and things like that and every other person's decisions and you know obviously it's a theory it hurts my mind it's not really it hurts my brain it's intense but um i was reading and there was an article 
um, from express.co.uk, and it's news. They said basically experts have been looking into things and think they've discovered, like, proof that there's, that we're part of an alternate reality. Is that the one where they, they saw, like, a really bright spot and they were like, that's way brighter than it should be. It's the other universe leaking into our universe. Yeah, um, Ranga Ram Chari, which I might have butchered that, was recently mapping the cosmic microwave background, which is the light which was left from the Big Bang when he noticed a mysterious glow. Um, he says that typically when scanning the cosmic microwave background, you would find nothing but noise, but added in his research paper that the bright spots were 4,500 times brighter than they should be. He wrote in the study, Spectral Variations of the Sky, Constraints on Alternate Universes, that there is a 30% chance that the glow is nothing out of the ordinary, but claimed that there is a chance that it is being caused by two universes colliding. He said it could also be possibly due to the collision of our universe with an alternate universe whose baryon to photon ratio is a factor of around 65 larger than ours. That means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, he's the U.S. Planck Data Center's project manager in California. Uh, he added that another universe could be leaking into our own. Um, if either proved to be true, then it would mean that our universe is simply a region with an externally or with an eternally inflating super region, which I don't know what that means either. Other astronomers are skeptical of Chari's claims, with Jens Chluba, Chluba of the University of Cambridge saying, This signals one of the fingerprints of our own universe. Other universes should leave a different mark. However, yeah, Chluba added that more research is needed before a conclusion is reached. He said to explain the signals that Dr. Chari found with the cosmological recombination radiation, one needs a large enhancement in the number of other particles relative to photons. In the realm of alternate universes, this is entirely possible. So, I mean, wow. might be, might not be. Anyways, half of that I didn't understand because it was like they were trying to be like, you know, just photons. And for anyone who's not a microbiologist or astronomer or, I don't know, scientist in general, what? I don't know what that means. Well, I just like the way like they titled it was like Parallel Universe Breakthrough Discovers yeah, it's buzz, We're Part it's of Whatever. And, and I'm just like, I mean, is it a breakthrough or is it there's a 70 print? Sent chance that it's something, but we need to do more research. And we can't do that research without your clicks. So please, donate your clicks. <laughs> donate your clicks we need to that. the Click Foundation. We need that ad revenue real bad. <laughs> but um, I mostly just think it's interesting. And I like the idea of like them talking about it. I don't think it's necessarily... I hate when they're like, oh, this is it's 30% this so it's definitely true and it's like mm, okay um i mean i hope it's true or or something that we can eventually like come to a conclusion on but yeah was, i just like i just like getting little tidbits here and there yeah stuff like that i'm always just like how is it going to affect me though like if there's an alternate universe bleeding into ours and the most that it does is people remember a made-up movie about sinbad as a genie like what, what it, uh, I mean, I guess, like, if it bled in deep enough, it could, you know, change something pretty 
dire, but at least for right now, you know, people remembering chartreuse as red instead of green. These are all harmless things, <laughs> and I'm okay with those. I'm worried about, like, people, like, the the universe is bleeding into one another, and someone's like, I don't remember having this kid. We never had this child. But it seems like it's, like, big collective stuff, not, like, individual people. Well, that's what I mean, is, like, if it got more intense and more, like, bled further and further, couldn't it trickle down to the point where it was individuals instead of just massive collectives of people? Yeah, I guess it could, but I feel like if it got to that point, it would just be pandemonium, because no one would know anything. Yep. But I also feel like whatever it is, it doesn't seem like it's a malicious, like, intentional thing. It just seems like, man... Sure sucks that these two universes are colliding when they're very different. Sinbad is living off the royalties from Kazam and Kazam 2 and Kazam 3. I mean, <laughs> the universe doesn't discriminate. It's going to it doesn't pick care and about choose you. what it will and the things that it has apparently that are very important to our society in both universes are names and genie movies. <laughs> what if that so, what if their universe cares about them? We've got this uncaring, unfeeling universe and they get the nice universe. Probably gives them candy, probably like lets them play hooky, takes them out of school early and is like they're going to the dentist, but really we're going to get ice cream. I'm the universe I don't and know. I love you. I'm from that universe and I want to get back there. I don't want this this crappy Berenstain no Kazam universe. That universe this place they, sucks. It didn't want you anymore. Maybe it doesn't care. It gave you the boot. Well, rude. Well, take it up with your hometown. We took you in. Be grateful. I hate it. No. <laughs> no. No. So there's Parallel Universe, uh, there's the one that I think it is, which is just a failure of collective memory, which... That's so not fun! It's not fun, but you also, you know, you posted the bit where that kind of made more sense. The a leading, psycho uh, a leading psychological theory holds that Miri is... Let me just start over. <coughs> <coughs> A leading psychologist. Psychological. A leading psychological <laughs> theory holds that memory is constructive, not reproductive, i.e., the brain builds memories out of various bits and pieces of information on the fly, as opposed to playing them back like a recording. Memories aren't pure. They can be distorted by any number of factors, including bias, association, imagination, and peer pressure. Tell your memories to smoke, because smoking's cool. Peer pressure. In the Berenstain versus Berenstein quandary, one example for the variant spelling is that names ending in Stein are far more common than those ending in Stain. People's recollections are distorted by prior associations and expectations. Which, yep. you know, stuff like that just, it makes more sense to me because the whole thing, I like how it says it's a theory, but I was like, isn't that how memories work? Like, Every time you're remembering something, you're technically remembering the last time you remembered it. And so each time you're getting further and further away. It's just like making a copy of a copy of a copy. 
Well, memories are just stories you tell yourself over and over and over, and so you're the only, like, narrator, and unfortunately your memory's not, like, completely reliable, and then it changes based on people being like, oh, well, wasn't it purple? It's... I'm um, completely I don't know if y'all have seen the new Black Mirror episode, but there's one where they talk about memory, and they have this thing where, like, um, but there's just, like, that, there's a box, and basically they hook it up to these people's brains. But anyways, it's this thing where they can see kind of a picture of what the person saw, but it's easily, like, it's it's fuzzy, and there's this part where he's like, oh, they had, like, this green rain slicker on, and they're like, oh, actually, it was yellow, and he's like, oh, and then he just adjusts it, essentially, and you see it adjust, and it's, it basically talks about kind of how memory is subjective, and can be influenced easily because you can't you know fully remember everything no i was gonna even like my memories from a child that are i consider very like intense or like vivid i was retelling a story about one time when like i refused to take a bath and my nanny basically dropped me into the tub in my like little mermaid underwear and socks because that was as far as she got me before she was like, whatever, she'll get mostly clean. I've got to get her in there. And in my memory, it was just me and my nanny. And then my sister Jordan popped in and she was like, yeah, I remember I was there. And I was like, nope, that was just me. And she's like, no, I was there. She was giving us a bath and you were throwing a fit and she threw you in in like your undies. And I'm just like, nope, I don't remember that. You weren't there. I've got this very intense memory and I remember so much about it, but I completely edited my sister out of it. So mm-hmm. it's just stuff like that is is very unreliable. And then especially stuff like this, like the Mandela effect being fairly new. I mean, you know, I think the, the official website started in like 2010 or so. And I think people just, when they hear other people had something similar, they're like, oh, I remember that happening but I don't know how much of it is kind of building on the bits and pieces of something that they might have that's similar, and then they latch on to the idea that a bunch of other people are in having a similar experience, you know? Yeah. But. Memory man. <laughs> I like this theory. This one's my favorite. No, I'm just kidding. But I saw it and I thought it was funny. Um, another theory posits that unbeknownst to ourselves, we're all existing within something that resembles a holodeck, which is a device in the world of the Star Trek series that creates a virtual reality experience for recreational purposes. And on this model, apparent memory glitches are actually software glitches that cause inconsistencies in our perception of reality, which is very similar to the Matrix, but I don't think that we're being harvested. <laughs> no, well, I mean, this one actually, <laughs> not the holodeck specifically, <laughs> Because uh, that is very specific. But um, the whole idea that we actually are living in like a simulation or a hologram. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's more likely than not. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. No, like, how, how, how can you say it's more likely than not? It's just something that's really hard to wrap my brain around. But at the same time, it doesn't bother me that much. Because I'm like, if it's literally not going to change my day to day, I'm cool with living in a hologram. Yeah, but I don't care. It's, it's just really hard for me to, I don't know, I would I would like to delve more into that sometime about, like, 
the evidence for and against it and see if I actually understand it. Because at this point, I don't. But the fact that they can sit there and tell me to my own goddamn face that it's more likely than not that we're living in a hologram. What a time to be alive. I'm a sim. Do you have any any other bits and, and bobs? I thought this was this one was kind of interesting. Um And these are from like the Mandela Effect dot com like forums, yeah. right? Yeah, and um there was just like personal stories talking about things. So this is Lena and she says uh, I just came across the site because of such a bizarre incident. Uh, that is, I just happened to hear about the Berenstein Bear conspiracy in a video game called The Secret World, and the character directs you to Google it. I was just bored, so I did, only to find out it's real. And now I totally remember it being with an E. I was born in 81, as does my three years younger sister and mother who was a kindergarten teacher all through the 90s. It blew our minds to find out it's with an A. It seems so impossible we'd all make that mistake. Uh, this led to other realizations. Like, I remember hearing on the news Mandela died in the 90s or watching a documentary in the 90s that the Lindenberg baby was never found. Things like that. Uh, I remember some additional things, like I saw Ghostbusters 2 in theaters, and it was subtle but different from the Blu-ray that was released. And I could have sworn in the Buffy finale I saw Giles die, but watching on Netflix last month, he never did and was alive and well. I just... Never thought anything of these things. Um, this is where it get per gets personal for me, though. All through my childhood in the 90s, I felt really connected to people. I had many friends, and I really understood people and felt that sense of belonging. However, some point after 2000, that all changed, and drastically suddenly I felt alien. People I knew seemed very different, and people in general I felt a sense of detachment to. And I never understood how such a change could suddenly happen. I chalked it up to the world changing but I meant that metaphorically. Uh, in light of this, though, it really makes me think maybe it literally hap happened literally, now that I'm aware of this effect. I keep noticing things that are wrong or different from what I remember pre-2000. Though if I had to specify a year where I think things changed, I'd put it at 2003-2004 specifically. It just really makes me think, now that I know about this, I mean, if it happened over a period of time, I could leave it at my memory got fault has is faulty, but it seemed to happen overnight in one of those years. Coincidentally, I recall having surgery and being under in that time frame, and it makes me wonder if I died in my original universe and crossed over to this oh, one. Oh, God. There were a lot of uh, stories of people talking about how um, they'd had, like, drastic changes suddenly, like, all at the same time in relationships with, like, their families or friends. Like, uh, this guy talked about he just basically like friendships changing and the way people were and suddenly they were like you know these were people that i'd known forever and then suddenly they were different and i didn't really understand it and i just chalked it up to like oh they changed which they may have i mean it may just be coincidence but yeah it's, it's an interesting like thing for someone to think back and be like oh maybe this explains like a lot of those relationships that changed really suddenly mm -hmm. i would be interested to know how often that happened around like you know, ending high school or, like, moving somewhere, or if it's literally just, like, overnight, everyone is pretty much the same, but, like, you know, you don't have as many things in common, or, like, they don't think you're funny anymore, or, I don't know, like, more more specific stuff, but I guess maybe that's kind of what makes it more insidious, is that it's like, I just can't put my finger on it, I just don't relate to anybody anymore. 
But with that big a group yeah. of people, I would say that the problem, not problem, but I would say the change probably is in you. <laughs> if if everyone else suddenly seems different. And the difference is, is that yeah. you died and that you've been transferred to another universe. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I, I feel bad, but I'm like, you may have just gotten depressed. And a lot of the time when you get depressed, you let relationships fall by the wayside and, you know people who may not have the same experience as you don't see it as like i don't know they may have taken it as like oh they don't want to be friends anymore rather than like oh they're going through something and i just need to reach out to them and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. it could be less that you know these people changed and more that perhaps something changed in you like you were saying and it's just a you know cause and effect yeah it is interesting that they could kind of pinpoint a specific time that, like, yeah. everything before 2000, or all the things that they were misremembering, happened before 2000. I wonder if there's going to be more, like, as we get older, if, like, I don't in know. 20 years, people are going to be like, remember that great, uh, oh, God, I can't even think of an example, but something that's completely different, and be like, no, I, I was alive then. I was, like, a, a fully grown human. I would definitely remember that. Because some of these happen when I'm, like, you know, I was probably, you know, 10 or less. And so there's a very good chance that I don't remember it correctly. What if it's it's our our universe gets changed and instead of it being Steve Brule, it's Stephen Brule. Stephen Brule. And everyone's like everyone's like, it's always been Stephen Brule. And we're like, no, it was definitely Steve Brule. And they're like, <laughs> nope, there was always an N. And then they show us a screenshot of like the first episode or whatever, and it says Stephen Brule, and we're all like, Holy shit. <sighs> God damn it. And then a couple years <laughs> down the line, then it changes to where it used to be PH and then it's a V. Yep. Used to be yep. Stephen Brule. Now it's Stephen Brule. What the hell? <laughs> what the heck is even happening? Brule's rules. I don't know. I guess we'll follow up and see if, if in 20 years we uh, are misremembering things. It's possible. It's wild. It's wacky. Also, every time I read Mandela Effect, I kept seeing Mass Effect. <laughs> Yes, same. But that's the Mandela effect. That's all we got. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about multi-universe and stuff at some point, but it was just a little too much. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes you think about these topics and you're like, you got to just pick and choose little bits of it. Because literally, I don't know how we would do like a a short survey podcast on on alternate universes or the multiverse. It's, Mm. uh, It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But um, so what have you been into this week that's been either spooky or not spooky? Just something you've been enjoying. Um, I am almost to the series finale of Wolf 359. I need to listen to that. Which is a, uh, it's good. It's a little bit of a slog at first. It's um, It's like a sci-fi like radio drama podcast so it's it's not like adventure zone where it's people playing as other characters like it's just recorded and it's got like all the sound effects and stuff like that like you're listening to like a a written script for like a set story Hmm. and um i think all together it's got 50 something episodes it might have 60 but um and it's been going for a long time. They had, like, actual seasons and, and everything. But, of course, I came in at the end and didn't realize it was just about to be done. 
And then I think the finale was like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But it's about a crew that is on a space station called the Hephaestus. And it's circling this red dwarf called Wolf 359. And it just kind of starts off as like a slice of space life, you know, trying to kind of like see what the daily life is like for the crew. But then it starts to turn into more of like a conspiracy government alien what's going on who are these people like they introduce new characters and and stuff like that and it's it's very good like the individual episodes are about 20 to 30 minutes usually and like I said the first season is a lot of kind of I don't want to call it boring but I think they were just kind of trying to hit their stride and it didn't have a lot of like of the cohesive main thread of the story until probably close to the end of the first season so it's nice and I really like it's got a lot of uh, a lot of ladies in it I guess it might be half and half but in my brain it feels like a lot <laughs> but I really like them I wish I could remember there's a character named Loveless and I want to say her actress's name is like Cynthia Lynn Jacobs or something like that and I want to see if she's on like Twitter or something because I just really like her voice. She always sounds kind of like she wants to fight you, but she talks in like a very kind of low, even, like, I don't know, I've never experienced like ASMR tingles or whatever, but I'm just like, be mean to me, Loveless. <laughs> just tell me you want to beat me up. I don't know. But it's got a lot of like characters on it that are, are I don't know if I would say lovable, but like, you actually get really, like, connected to them, and I don't know. I'm sad that it's going to be over, but I guess I'm also glad that I won't have to wait for, like, a new season, because from what I can tell, it would end in, like, December or January, and there wouldn't be any new episodes till, like, the middle of the next year. Jeez. So, but the production qualities are pretty good. It's got pretty nice music. I don't know. I I really liked it and it's not necessarily scary all the time, but it's definitely got kind of like the science paranormal sci-fi kind of thing going. Evil government operatives not telling you stuff you got to know. It's very good. It's called Wolf 359. Hmm. How about you? I bet I have an idea. Uh yeah, you should cuz <laughs> I've been pressuring you to listen. As soon to as it. I finish Wolf 359, I will jump right on it. I mean, it's literally six episodes, so it's not like a, a time commitment, really. Mm -hmm. I finished it while I was in Houston. Mm -hmm. What's it called? It's called Limetown. And it's a podcast. It's it's kind of like investigative journalism, but it's fictional. And it's about this town that just like all of the inhabitants disappeared in like the early 2000s. And it's this uh, girl... <clears throat> and she's investigating it and she's basically doing like a podcast about investigating it it's just really good it gets it's kind of x-file-y it's i don't know it's just really it's really good it's only six episodes um it apparently was on hiatus since 2015 and season two is going to be coming out uh this year Dang. which is very exciting yeah it's it's got like sci-fi stuff about experiments it's just so good and like some of the acting is really amazing like the main girl is not my favorite the first the first episode like was good but the third episode by the third episode i was like in the acting was super good 
storytelling was really good like because she meets all of these people and she's following these breadcrumbs and it's just so good it's so good and so like tense and intense i loved it how long are the individual episodes i think they're like an hour and a half Okay, so they're they're pretty hefty, but I mean, if there's only six of them, maybe forty five minutes, forty five or double. I think they varied. It was like forty five to an hour and a half because I think the last episode was kind of long because mm. it's the finale. Oh yeah, that makes sense. But especially if they were about to go on hiatus for three years, people were probably like, "Please give me as much as you can." I don't know if people even thought that they were going to do a second season. So mm. did they leave it kind of open ended, or do you think it'll be like a new story? Uh, I mean, there were still a lot of questions, but it, it wasn't like they tied up a lot of stuff, but there was a lot of que- it felt very much like you're satisfied at the end of season one, but you're also like, but what about blah? And where's this going? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So nice. Good balance. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess check out Wolf 359 and Limetown, our, our sp- spooky sci-fi podcast suggestions. You can follow... Get wrecked. Oh, God. <laughs> Get it. Oh, God. Wrecked. Wreck. Recommendations. Oh, yep. That's good. Get wrecked. I thought you were just oh. getting aggressive because it's getting close to no. the end of the podcast. No. I'm being good. I'm <laughs> sick. I don't have it in me. Oh, it's that. The, your roid rage. Ah! <laughs> Is that a burp? No. That's my roid rage. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Ghost Emoji Show. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we're also on Google Play. I still don't know if Google Play does reviews, but if they don't, you can leave us one on our iTunes page. Have we gotten any more negative reviews? Oh, um, you know, I don't know. Let me see. Someone left us a three-star review. Honestly, I'm cool with whatever. I'm just excited when people listen to us, especially after we've been gone for like three weeks. So thanks for sticking around. It's the holidays. We busy. We know you're probably busy too. And uh, it's a new year and we're back and we'll get back on schedule. If you have any suggestions, you can always tweet them to us or you can send them to us at uh, ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. I know our email. I know I know all the things about our podcast. So I guess until next time, stay spooky. Get wrecked. <laughs> Bye. Bye.